When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. RTL Football Podcast, now live on Twitch and on YouTube at 8pm UK time on Thursdays. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello guys, welcome back to the RTL Football Podcast. Uh, today we are joined by Gourmet, my new co-host for episode two. Uh, welcome back, mate. Thank you, thank you. And we're joined by Crazy Boom again. Uh, we were going to have Spencer on for his um, his team debut today, but he is not well and has had to go for some tests at the hospital. We are wishing him the best, uh, best of luck with that, um, and all sending our best wishes. So uh, we there is live games today as well, which we will keep you updated if the goals go in. Uh, I believe Southampton have currently scored, and so have Liverpool. So have Newcastle, apparently. Uh, so of Newcastle now as well. So, uh, yeah, we'll keep you updated uh, on the live Premier League games, uh, but we will get right into it. So, I'll start. How have your weeks been? How's your week, Gormy? It's been all right. Been crazy busy. I mean, la- last week with the birthday and everything, it was pre- pretty, pretty busy. Had to get a bunch of my work done and then uh, just hit a thousand subs over on my personal channel. So, ve- very happy with that and trying to get things in order for that uh because what with that there's going to be changes coming to my youtube channel to where i'm doing everything basically in one place Uh, i'll be releasing like a a little short video uh pretty soon once i get the email confirmation that i am now a youtube partner so nice congratulations thank you thank you that's sick and uh what about you crazy boom how's your week been uh, my week's been fine. Started off by playing. I was playing pro clubs at the weekend. That was really good. First time ever doing that, so it was an interesting experience. Uh, is that with the UBS? Yeah, yeah. I was doing it with 
<laughs> I think we need to set a UBS. T- I'm not very good at FIFA, but I think we need to set a UBS versus a um, RTL football podcast uh, league up. That would be quite funny. I think it would be interesting. But uh, got a few assists in that. Uh, Mulch can't score a bit like Leeds. <laughs> Can't score. <laughs> and uh, I slagged them about that that day because they scored, they missed a pen. That was, and then the rest of the week was me just planning future stuff for FM23 that I have yet to announce, but I'm yep. planning it could drop any, any minute, it could drop, so we are waiting for that. Uh, yeah, um, just work for me. Uh, we've got someone leaving, so it's quite busy. I'm basically the second chef come for come tomorrow, really. So, uh, yeah, promotion. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a lot more work. So, um, yeah, fire ass pizzas all the time. Yeah, so a, a lot, <laughs> a lot of work. Anyway, we're here for some football, so let's get right into it. Uh, first game was Brighton uh, versus Brentford at Brentford. Uh, did you want to kick us off on that? Uh, boom, very good goalkeeping performance oh, and yeah. uh, brilliant they goalkeeping missed, they, performance. They, they missed him in the last like few games. I believe he yeah. wasn't fully fully fit for some of their games. That's why they were struggling. But uh, yeah, brilliant performance. Uh, Brighton at the moment are a team that are creating a lot of chances to win games. They, they should be winning these games, but for some reason at the moment, they're just not scoring them. They had yeah. enough chances. Yeah, I and agree. that's just what the new manager needs to figure out. Yeah, I agree. They need a striker in January. Um, love Danny Welbeck, but he's not long-term striker who's going to get those like twenty goals they need. Plus, like, they need like an Ivan Tony really. And um, Ivan Tony is proving why he deserves to be in the England squad, but just doesn't yeah, get yeah. started. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure you saw the discussion about that last week. We were talking about the future of the English. Uh, nationality make sure you check that out after this episode today we cover the northern ireland national team the home of republic of ireland republic yeah, of ireland republic sorry of ireland. republic of ireland sorry we go uh, back to the troubles <laughs> so um yeah we'll get onto that in a bit so uh yeah uh, did you have anything to add on that one gormy not really, no. But besides that, I mean, with, with Denny Welbeck, you're right. He's not a long-term solution. So c- come January, they will have to bring in a striker. Uh, it's just who? Because the market, it, it's going to be flooded with teams that are going to want to pick up players that did pretty decent at the World Cup. Yeah. Uh, and if it is to picking up those players, you're going to try and pit, uh, poach players from other clubs that have been having a pretty solid season so far. So maybe you see a striker come over from, say, like the Belgian League, or mm. maybe they try and bring up a striker from the championship. Well, yeah. we'll have to wait and see. But, I mean, it, I it's, it's going to be really interesting on, one because they know they need a striker. It's just it's going think, to be interesting where the striker is going to come from. I know there's a lot of Premier League interest in Gap Pro from um... – PSV, uh, one of us, we're heavily linked for him, and I think we yeah. might get him, but Southampton, we're in for him, and Leeds as well. So there's a lot of interest in him in the I, Premier League as well. I, and he could I, be I did. One yeah, of the funniest yeah. things I did hear about Danny Welbert this week is someone literally said that he was an overall better footballer than Mohamed Salah, and I laughed at that. <laughs> I agree. One, 
100%. I want to know what strain of weed that person is smoking. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Uh, if, anyway, the next game was Fulham versus Bournemouth. And did you want to get us started on that, Gormy? I don't know if you guys saw the goal that Dom Solanke scored. Yeah, uh, Link it up with Billing. That was beautiful. That was very, very good. Um, what, what I find funny is that, because, I mean, I, I never was a big Scott Parker fan. I think it's pretty funny how they sack him, and now they're doing so much better. Mm. So much better. They haven't uh, even appointed a permanent manager yet. No, it's the interim manager, and he's doing a great job with these guys. And, I mean, will, will they be able, Bournemouth, that is, to keep this up all season long? No clue. Mm. Um, Fulham, another team that are doing really, really well. Uh, and I mean, getting Mitrovic back was huge for them. Um, I mean, he scored that pen and I mean, but both teams are very surprising. I don't think anyone expected Mm -hmm. either one of these teams to be doing as well as they did, especially Bournemouth after sacking their manager. Um, so a a two, two draw, it shows that they're on level pegging with each other. But mm-hmm. also, like the teams that they've been playing against and the results that they've been getting, they both deserve to be top ten for, oh, for yeah. sure. I mean, they they they're both very very impressive. And I mean, when when you have Mitrovic finally coming up to to the Premier League and being able to be the Mitrovic that they need, that's going to be massive for Fulham because in previous seasons when they've been up, he hasn't been able to do what they need. He goes down. Yep. smashes the championship, comes back up, and he's doing very, very solid right away. Yeah, he can do um, it for New he can do it for Newcastle, then he can and then he went he went to I Fulham, see. smashed it, and then he's just been consistent for Fulham. He can do it for Newcastle where he's just up yeah, I think he just fits I, I, I wouldn't say he smashed it for Fulham right away. He he definitely had to uh kind of get used to things and I mean the question for him was always, can he do it at a Premier League level? And I think now he's proving that because when he came uh, to NAC, Newcastle from uh, Anderlecht, that was a question. Is he going to be able to do it at the Prem level? And they got rid of yeah. him because he wasn't. Uh, yep. so, and he couldn't do that before at Fulham season. When they went exactly. Down and the, this, this recent season when they went down, I think Fulham when they went down kind of realized like, okay, do we really want Premier League football or not? Yeah. And uh, I, I think that you can definitely tell that they do. They do not want to go back down. Yeah, yeah um, definitely. But I will also say, I said it last week and I'll say it again, Gary O'Neill deserves a chance at the full-time job at this point. Yeah, oh, yeah, definitely. For sure, for sure. Like, he's he's doing a very, very solid job. I mean, no, nothing against Scott Parker, but were did Bournemouth – look like that under him. No. no. They, I, they, looked, they didn't make any... They looked really, phenomenal. I thought they didn't make enough signings in the summer. That was if, my opinion. And I thought Scott Parker was... Un, it was unfair at that point. But considering what Gary has done with the team, I've taken that complete back. But Gary yeah. has proven me wrong in, in my opinion of Bournemouth at the start of the season. Yeah, because Scott Parker was complaining that they didn't have enough signings. 
Um, and I mean, hey, I was under that. This interim manager is proving you wrong. Like mm-hmm. you, you had the talent there to be able to do something. It's just not the right person at the helm. Yeah, I, I, I did find it funny though as well though because obviously he was at Fulham, um, and when they both yeah. got relegated, uh, well, Bournemouth were in the Championship anyway, and they mm-hmm. Fulham got relegated. Bournemouth offered him stupid money to jump ship to Bournemouth from Fulham. Um, now look, they've both gone up, but Fulham yeah. have obviously appointed a manager who's had experience in the Premier League and really did not do well, but he's learned from his mistakes. Mm-hmm. And now he's doing well at, at Fulham. That's why I think Fulham and their manager, the, they're a perfect match for each other because they, they both want to prove to people like, all right, we're serious about this. Yeah. So. Yeah, definitely. And uh, yeah, I think yeah, I think Fulham's a definitely definitely an outsider for top ten. How they mm. play in. And uh, yeah, have we got anything else to add on that game before we move on uh, to the next game? And the next game was Spurs versus Everton. Um, Everton didn't play, Everton didn't play bad. Um, just Everton have been playing a lot better under Lampard recently. Yeah. Um, but Spurs just had too much, much in the tank. Um, Spurs are just getting results at the moment. Um, yeah, they're not they're not playing the best football. They're no, it, it was. Like it kind of seemed like they were going through the motions, yeah. but still, still got the three points. And I mean, by being able to do that, I mean that that is a sign of a good team when they can win even when they're playing bad. Yeah. Um. So I mean, in the move by Jordan Pickford, be, being that you are a English national team supporter, do you think that he should be the starter when you consistently see him making poor decisions and being inconsistent like he has been, especially this season? Because I, I, I think seeing that, it's like, Aaron Ramsdale, I feel, would not make a mistake like that. Um, and, I mean, if they were playing Tottenham, that's a North London derby, and I don't even think that he would make a mistake in, in that big of an occasion. Uh, I, I think that Pick, Pickford is given the benefit of the doubt, kind of like Southgate, because look at what they've done for us type thing. Yeah, it's hard for me with Pickford because, yeah, I agree, but in an England shirt... He has not let us down, and when he's got that England shirt on, he's like I know we've not had a great few games this season, but a lot of them's been the defense as well. But um, he, when he's got the England shirt on, he's like prime Neuer. When he's got an Everton shirt on, he's prime Green. <laughs> it, I don't, I don't, I don't understand, but um, yeah, it's a hard one. But yeah, I do agree. It should be Ramsdale. Mm. I, I just think that it, it's a bad look when you have because, like Southgate says, and we were talking about it last week, I pick based on form. Pickford ain't in form. Yeah. What well, whether it's for the national team and he doesn't let you down or not, it's, it's the same thing for Harry Maguire. So, mm. I, I think that. I mean, obviously, Harry Kane taking the pen. That's automatic almost every time. Mm. Uh, and then Hoiberg looked 
pretty solid. I mean, he's starting to score, which I personally did not expect him to do. Uh, but I mean that that mishap by Pickford, it's like, yeah, that that definitely changed the game. Definitely, because yeah. they they probably could have drawn each other, but that definitely changed the game. Yeah. Uh, did you have anything to add on that crazy thing? I will add Spurs of getting more convincing wins ever since your man actually started playing Matt Doherty. <laughs> Coincidence, <laughs> I think not going to this, even though it, he it led he to the pen. His shot led exactly, to the pen. Exactly. All I'm saying, bringing it to the debate later today. <laughs> All I'm saying. Even after his comments a few weeks back. <laughs> exactly. And for those who care, Allison did save a West Ham penalty just a second ago. Cool. And uh, yeah, so um, yeah, I think I think Spurs are definitely in the shout of Champions League. But um, yeah, I think I think it's good. Late. Yeah, I, I, it's all. I think it's still up in the air about Conte. Very boring well. brand football. Like his contract runs out. It's very at the end of the year, and clubs are sniffed. Like rumors of Juventus just won't go away, um, which I think could distract them. In that race for top four, I think they need to. The they, reason why they're, start... waiting, they're waiting till the end of the season to get rid of Allegri. They've confirmed that event. It's like he's going to be there yeah. till the end of the season, regardless. Yeah, because I just saw a, I just saw a report. He's saying he's waiting till the end of the season to see if like Madrid, yeah. um, if like Ancelotti leaves Madrid, or because um, uh, he did, he did say it's his last job and then he's retiring. Um, yeah. So, or if Con, or if um, Juventus get rid of their manager soon and go back to. Um, Juventus, so and that's what I think will happen. So um I don't think Conte will be there next season. I think that's surrounding the club. I think it's a bit uncertainty there, um, which could cause uh, a bit of trouble in the race for top four, but they're definitely there or thereabouts. Um uh, Aston Villa uh, next and they they were they lost again 2-0 to Chelsea. Um Continuing the great form by Graham Potter, he's doing so well at Chelsea. Yeah. Um, uh, did you want to get us started on that, uh, Gourmet? Yeah, I mean when when I was when I was <laughs> watching it, it's I mean M- Mason Mount looks very very solid right now. I love Mason Mount even when he's playing bad, but he looks very very solid right now. It is unfortunate that they're not going to have Reese James for eight weeks. It's unfortunate for the English national team that he's going to be missing as well. Him putting Ruben Loftus-Cheek over on that side, I wasn't sure what he was going to get from him, but he didn't yeah. do bad. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, it, it's it's proving that Graham Potter is going to utilize kind of everyone mm. uh, rather than having a good old boys club these players are going to play no matter what type thing. Yeah. Um, so he, he's starting to utilize everyone, and, and that's good Reece, to see for England and Chelsea. Reese James is going to be such a big miss. Like, I will say, oh, yeah. I, I will say though, Aston Villa's were the downfall of their own making, yeah. Because I, I honestly don't think they played that bad. That's what yes, I'm saying. Aston yes, Villa made lost, mistakes, which cost but... them. They were they had the chances, and they didn't take them, but yeah, by, it was, I also, also look like. Defensive they caused the first goal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just think they were the architect of their own downfall in the first half there. Yeah. yeah. It, it was it was definitely defensive mistakes. 
But I mean, call calling for Stevie G to be sacked already, I think is too early. Yeah, and there was this weird uh, reports like all like at the weekend saying he was already sacked, and then that wasn't true. I just, I just, I don't think there's rumors Poch has been lined up for that job already, which is ridiculous. I don't think that should happen. If it does, I think that's a great. I, in cool. my opinion, in my opinion, that's great for Aston great, to get someone great. like Poch. If they get Poch, I'd sack Gerard tomorrow. But I mean, like it, it's it's too early on to know, like what Gerard is capable of with this side. Like it, it's we're in October. You guys brought him in last season. Like get give the man some time. Um, it, it's the same thing with Lampard. Like everything got to give Lampard time, and they're giving him the time. Aston Villa need to realize, okay, yeah, we do have a solid team, but we're not challenging for top eight or even top six. Like that, that's not happening. They got to consistently build. Slow and steady wins the race. Give him time. That's what Rangers did, and mm-hmm. look at what happened there. So uh, I, I just, I don't think Aston Villa played that bad. Yes, they did lose two now. Yes, it was defensive just mishaps that cost them the game but you can clean that from up what, yeah from what i saw from like most of the highlights it was aston villa versus kappa yeah kappa played out of his mind those three back-to-back saves that, that was unreal they, they did uh hit the post on one of those but he was mm. he was playing unbelievable I also think and, it's, and it's hard luck to a man who finished fourth in the Yashin Trophy. Mendy can't even get into the team anymore. Mm-hmm. I'd also I'd also find it so funny just for Spurs fans if Gerard sat this week, they get con they get um, Poch and then Conte goes to Juventus because they've been asking for Poch back for two years. <laughs> yeah, that's because uh, Conte's football is like it's not it's not good to look at if you're just going just to enjoy it. Yeah, if he gets results. It'd be hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> if he he, he turns he goes to Villa and then the Spurs job comes available. <laughs> um yeah. Um yeah, I do think that will happen. I think Poch will turn up at um Villa. I think that'll be a really good appointment for him. Um yeah. he he needs I think that's the type of club he needs now after going to PSG, um obviously getting sacked by Spurs, probably wrongly. He deserved more time at Spurs. That was a shocking decision. Um and yeah, so did Mourinho, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, Mourinho was sacked just before a final, which is he's perfect. That, yep. <laughs> and uh, next we had uh, Liverpool one, Man City nil. Did you want to start us off on that, Gormy? Yes, because <laughs> Mo Salah might, might be back. Uh, but he, not as good was... as Danny Welbeck, I hear. <laughs> he he looked very very good. Um, I talked about this yesterday when I was on Munzee's mm. podcast, and yeah. it uh, I mean, Man City even when they're having an off day, they look amazing. And the the I feel the reason that Mo Salah scored because he he could have had two three goals. That one Ederson made a phenomenal save. Second one, he did score. 
but it's because I, I I think that they but should have had someone else back there besides Kinsella. And then the third time he could have scored, Darwin Nunez yeah, had his sulfur up his butt. He had no idea that he had two people he could have easily given the ball gonna, to. I was going to bring that up, Gourmet, but Darwin Nunez could have easily it's, passed it to us. It, <laughs> I, I was yelling at my, TV, at my TV when I was watching the game. I'm like, move <laughs> the ball. And what what did just, you think? What did you think about the uh, disallowed goal for Man City? I think. All right, I'll say this about VAR. I think going that far back to disallow a goal shouldn't happen. It's been happening with a lot of things lately. Mm-hmm. Uh, it happened to Man City against Copenhagen as well. Uh, so, but that goal shouldn't ever happen because. Yeah. That happened after that amazing save from Ederson. Yeah. He saved it. It did. Mo did not miss the net. He saved it. So it should have been a corner, and that goal should have never even happened. So I mean, it, I guess it was just like karma. Everything yeah. came to fruition, yeah. and then boom, like yeah. Because what's, what's it your take on the red card? Dude, clop near the end there. Yes. <laughs> take on that red card. I mean, uh, some some people were saying, "Why why is he so fired up? They're winning. Why mm. wouldn't he be fired up? He's he's trying to do everything possible yeah, to win because he's um, been, because of the, the results recently. He's, he was trying to keep on to that win. Yeah, like he, he's and his trying to fire did, him up. Like, hey, go get another goal. And but plus, his player it, got it, tackled, and he got really angry at his player big. Yeah, but I mean, it is what it is. It's gonna be it's gonna be fine. I mean, how how many managers have been carded this season already? It's kind of awesome, <laughs> yeah, to, yeah. to be honest. <laughs> like it, it's good to see that fire from a lot of managers now. That yeah. like it, it's showing that like all right, these managers really care. Yeah, I think I think I think we're gonna have to have a separate podcast just about VAR soon and try and get a ref on. I'd really it, like to do that because some of the decisions so, have been. I won't question just VAR. I'll question the officials. Yeah. The officials are just as bad as VAR. Yeah, like even even in our game, we should have had a pen, and so should have Newcastle. Both of them should have had a pen. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, but anyway, we can speak about VAR all day. <laughs> but we will now go on to the next game, and that was Crystal Palace two. Uh, Wolves won. Uh, did you want to start us off on that, Boo? Uh, Wolves about to appoint a manager by the looks oh, of it. Wolves, that was the best first half I've seen from Wolves in quite a while. Like, actually looked really good. They probably could have scored more and just didn't. They were just, they hit yeah, the free kick. Nevis hit, missed. And Nevis hit, like, the post from his yeah, free kick yeah. at one point in that game. All that. <laughs> And Nathan Collins looked pretty good in the back. It was his centre-back partner that let him down in that defence for their Palace's winner. But they actually looked really good in that first half. They just couldn't keep it up in the second half. Palace looked better. In the, obviously, whatever Vieira said at halftime really fired up Palace because they came out a different team. Mm. Yes, definitely. Um, yeah, what did you want to add on that, Gormy? Um I, I think that it was actually a pretty solid game. And like, like Boone said, Wolves definitely could have scored more. Yeah. Uh, Costa barely missed one. Uh, Neves hit in the post. It was just – they get a couple bounces to go their way, 
and it's a different result for them for sure. But, I mean, you have Eze scoring, then you have Zaha scoring. There's a lot of rumors that he may leave at the end of the season. But Zaha is kind of like a cult hero for them, kind of. I mean, he's a he's one of the biggest he's players the, that they've he's, had. He's one, of those always linked, he's one of those always linked to leave, but just never does. Yeah, yeah never does. And, like, you, you know that he's a player that does deserve a move, but it's like, why would you when you are, like, a cult hero for them in, hero. in the case that whenever they need a goal or just a big play to be made, a majority of the time it's coming from Wilfred Zaha. So, I mean, it, it's – he definitely deserves that move, but at the same time, it would be sad to see him leave, you know? Yeah, maybe maybe a move like abroad. Like I saw rumors the other day, I think it was AC Milan, um, something Everyone's like that. Everyone's linked to AC Milan nowadays. That, that could be an interesting move. I'd like to see him go abroad maybe. Obviously, his contract runs out, so he'll have a lot of clubs in for him. Even at, like, 32, there will be a lot of clubs in for him. Yeah, because he's still a quality player, he can still do a job for you. So yeah, even like maybe like a Spurs, I could see that. Um, yeah, I could see that Spurs possibly. Um, yeah, Arsenal they need attackers, so that could be an option for them. Uh, on the free, good Arsenal quite a lot. Yeah, um, I can't see us bringing him back. <laughs> no. <laughs> so. Uh... Uh, uh, moving on anyway we'll look at the live results before uh, glossing over a few other results that happened in the week uh, so currently we have some live result some live football on uh, Liverpool are 1-0 up against West Ham uh, Newcastle are 1-0 up against Everton uh, Southampton are 1-0 up against Bournemouth uh, Brentford is 0-0 versus Chelsea and uh, yes so, and the we, United Spurs game is currently nil nil. Well, Anthony yes. just hit the post. Yeah, that's also nil nil. So, uh, we will now move on to a few gloss, gloss over a few games. So, uh, if you have anything to add on these games, uh, just pipe up. So, Leicester City nil, Crystal Palace nil. Uh, Brendan Rodgers still on the ropes there. Um, imminent, nothing that second. Imminent. If Lester does go down. How many players do you think stay and how many do you think go? Do you think Jamie Vardy is one of those that stays? Because I definitely think Yuri Tielemans is gone. I think Vardy is probably the only one that probably would be looking to stay more so than the other. I think a lot of them, like Madison, will be looking to get a better. Yeah, I think, yeah. Madison, I think Madison and Tillemans could both move in January, to be fair. We should screw I mean, I, I think I mean Ward, will stay, Ward will stay because no one wants Ward at this point. Yeah. Newcastle, <laughs> still want, Newcastle still want James, uh, James Madison as well, which I think would be a great move for him. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I really actually hope that. What about that a player like Barnes? Yeah, I think Barnes will get. I think a promoted team would like to go for those type of players. I could see someone yeah, like a West yeah. Ham going for a Barnes, someone like that. Um, like some of the players, like that kind, that kind of fits like what they did with Bowen. So yeah, yeah. That, that would definitely make sense. But I could see like some of their other players like go to like clubs that just go up that want to stay up. A lot yeah. of good players there. Yeah, you heard it here first. Barnes to West Ham next summer when <laughs> heard it here first on the RTL Football Podcast. Maybe I'll say <laughs> Paris is one that might get a move somewhere to like a promoted club. 
type of person. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Ian yeah. Acho is another one that could get himself yeah. a decent move. Oh, yeah. Ian yeah. Acho, I definitely think, would move. Unless he goes down and has a Mitrovic type. It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, hey, let me go down, break that record. I'll score 52. <laughs> Uh, next, we had Southampton 1, West Ham 1. Um, not really much to add on that. No. <laughs> Southampton continued to struggle. Uh, we've kind of spoken about it already, but Manchester United nil, Newcastle nil. Um, yeah, we both should have had pens, but yeah, not the best. It should, not, it should not have ended nil nil, but it was. It was what was all that with Ronaldo? And there like... was a. There was. It looked like the free kick had been taken, but the ref didn't blow his whistle. But it looked like yeah. they took the free kick. So Ronaldo genuinely thought the free kick was taken, so he got the ball yeah. and scored. And that's what he was complaining about because he All genuinely right. thought Nick Pope had taken the free kick. <laughs> that that makes sense then. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. If you watch it back, it does look like Nick Pope took the free kick, but he didn't. So um, it was yeah. It's anyway. just a misunderstanding that he shouldn't have been booked for, but he was. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, next we had Leeds nil, uh, Arsenal one. Um, uh, Arsenal just get another result. Banford cannot hit a barn door. <laughs> uh, exactly, he could. He couldn't hit water if he fell out of a boat in the ocean. <laughs> like that yeah. was horrendous. Like I alluded at the start when I was playing pro clubs, I slagged much about this. That Banford cannot hit anything <laughs> ever. Like what's yeah, with this? Very good to see. No, yeah, um, they definitely need a striker. I think. Um, yeah, I haven't really got much more to add on that. But Arsenal keep pushing. They're definitely in that title race. But I think uh, I don't think they've got the depth. I think that's the only issue they they might have. The, but the big result there the, about big result for for them is Liverpool winning, which keeps yeah. the, keeps the gap yeah. there. I, I was in a very heated debate yesterday about Arsenal winning the league, so I'm ready to stop talking about Arsenal winning the league, because I don't think it's going to happen. If it does, I would be mind-blown, but... Actually, the last team to win this amount of games so far and lose Always. and not win the title was Arsenal. And before that, <laughs> there was the amount of... the exact same, same as stat before that stat, guess who it was? Mm. It was Arsenal. <laughs> So, uh, like, yeah, they're bottle jobs. They're not winning the league. Uh, as yeah. much as they, as much as Arsenal fans like making fun of Tottenham, they are two peas in a pod. Yeah. Uh, anyway, moving on. Uh, Brighton struggling to score again. Another great goalkeeper performance by the Forest goalkeeper. Um, but yeah, nil nil again. Um, yeah. Um, Brighton are really struggling for goals at the moment, and they, we've covered it already today. But they need to get a striker in. Um, the amount of chances they had in that game, it was it was like Man City versus Forest. It looked like if you look at the stats, but it was Brighton. It was like, um, yeah, they definitely need to bring a striker in. Anything else to add on that game? No, no, just more of the same. Uh, next, so that is our Premier League roundup. Uh, so now we will go into our European game of the week. And this week it is our Classico. And uh, I'm sure you've seen the uh, TikTok by Crazy Boom. So did you want to start us off on this uh, Crazy Boom? 
Yeah, El Clasico went pretty much as you'd expect. Barcelona tried to control it, the game. Um, Real Madrid sat in and controlled it and hit them when it hurt. At yeah, two, moments and they won. Two two great strikes by Real Madrid, and, and, and obviously and, and well. the the missile the disallowed goal from Benzema was also a beautiful. That thing. was yeah, a yeah. that was beautiful. Yeah, all three but, strikes were good. And, yeah, but, but and their the day looks unreal right now. It looks yeah. unreal, but let's not take away. Yeah, but let's not take away though the goal that Barcelona scored. Yeah, it was a beautiful. That, that was amazing. Mm. Amazing. The front. Although three I will say, my t- each one of them touching the ball that was beautiful. Yeah, I, I will say, uh, one Barcelona fan didn't like my thing. That <laughs> his analysis was Real Madrid paid the ref FC. So nice. That was one that, person. That, that's a that's a majority of their excuses. Not gonna lie. Um. Yeah, Barcelona can't afford to pay the ref because I've got that money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was <laughs> that is great. <laughs> so because uh, it is not a lie. <laughs> Real Madrid are back on top of La Liga after. Yeah, I think yeah, their second money tree is before. running out. Yeah. They'll have to take a lever to pay some. They money. are now the <laughs> only team undefeated in La Liga. Yeah. And uh, uh, massive congratulations to Benzema as well, winning the Ballon d'Or. Yep. Uh, it's, it's been known, been known for quite a while that he's going to win it. Yeah. He's going to win it, but well deserved. Um, yeah, really deserved. What a season he's had. Um, yep. And he's still doing it. So. Yeah. Yep. Uh, definitely the right choice this time after controversy the last few years. Um, like yeah, one, because, uh, Lewandowski should have one, but that Ballon d'Or yep. is cancelled. Yeah. Yep. Um, which so, is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Which anyway. he did. Co- which he did comment before the event saying Benzema should win this unless they cancel it last minute. <laughs> what Lewandowski said in an interview. Did you see how uh, happy Kylian Mbappe was though at that? Yeah, yeah, yeah he, was, he, was, he, was, he was very happy hearing that he was nowhere near the top three. <laughs> yeah, he was not happy. <laughs> um, so, uh, yes. He cried, he texted the PSG saying, this is why I want to leave. See? <laughs> <laughs> you promised me I'd get this. We're in France, yeah. for God's sake. It's in my contract that I win the Ballon d'Or. <laughs> it's in the country. I thought Macron said he set this up for me. <laughs> Uh, yes, uh, moving on to uh, some comments made by uh, Jose Mourinho this week. Um, and I normally find some of Jose Mourinho's comments quite frustrating, but these comments I 100% agree with. He is saying um, he was questioned on Barcelona and Juventus being uh, on the Champions League. Obviously, they finished third in their group, so they are knocked into the Europa League. Um, which has been a rule forever. Well, how the Champions League and Europa League have been a thing. And I've always agreed with that. Like, if United have finished third in a Champions League group, I've never agreed that we should have a second chance and go into the Europa League. Um, and that's what basically what Jose is saying. What, what, what is your thoughts on that, Normie? I mean, all right. So there, there's... I have two different opinions on this, okay? One is, yeah, they shouldn't because I would prefer that Barcelona 
is just knocked out of European competitions and not have a chance to go down and then win the Europa League and get money to save mm. them from them yeah. literally destroying themselves. Mm. Um, so there is that. I, I I don't think that they should be given a second chance, but looking at it from a business perspective, which is why this is a thing, mm. would you rather watch Applewell and Arsenal or Barcelona and Arsenal? That's how they're looking at it. Because, yes, that is also along the lines of the Super League, which I I do not support whatsoever. That's back today as well. But it, it, in, a, in a way, the Champions League, Europa League, Europa Conference League, to an extent, that, those are your Super Leagues. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, you you definitely still get those big-time matchups by those teams falling down into the Europa League. Is it fair? No. Uh, does it make for amazing competition? Yes. But, yeah. like, you, you can basically figure out what certain teams are kind of going for, mm. um, especially depending on their groups. Like, say, say Sevilla was in that group instead of Barcelona. Sevilla is aiming for third so that they can go yeah. down and win another yeah. Europa League. Yeah, yeah. That it's just that it's smart to do that sometimes. It's annoying mm. that clubs do that, mm. but they have the ability to do it because of how it's set up. Yeah. So, would I rather them be knocked out entirely? Yes. Um, from the business perspective, though, I would much rather watch Arsenal play Barcelona or Juve than play a team from Cyprus. So, oh, definitely. Um, yeah, I can I can see both sides of the argument. I just I, I just never I've just never agreed with people them they teams getting a second chance. I think especially if you're a smaller team like um, obviously that year when Fulham got to the final, um, mm-hmm. that would have never happened if you had say Bayern Munich or Barcelona dropping down into the into the um, the last sixteen. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, yeah. So if, it, it would definitely be harder. But for those smaller teams, say it is Fulham, yeah, Barcelona coming to town, you're selling out, and that's big time money for the club. So yeah. you, you well, that's what I'm saying. Sometimes you have to look at it from a business perspective. With this, yes, more eyes are going to be drawn to Arsenal versus Barcelona. But say it is a Barcelona like versus Fulham, hmm. the money that would come in to Fulham would be amazing for a club like that for smaller clubs to make like man city going to Copenhagen. Yeah. Yeah. Copenhagen's not going to make it out of that group, but just man city going to Copenhagen and Denmark. It that's the whole city's going to want to be there. So Mm -hmm. it's, it definitely helps. There's definitely a trickle down effect um, money wise, which is, probably another one of the reasons why they do this mm. so that that is a possibility but also the possibility of a barcelona arsenal type type first round in the europa league uh, or if there is a barcelona fulham type thing still that helps out that smaller club yeah definitely and um, what what do you think about that boom it's interesting like i think i do think some clubs deserve to go down the europa league because it gives them more money and stuff 
Like you're thinking like if Copenhagen still have a chance to finish third, just mm. the goal difference separates them at fourth at the moment. Mm. They could they would benefit by staying in Europe. Smaller yeah. teams, like if they do eventually get in there, say if it has happened before an Irish team gets into those group stage, they would yeah. like to stay in. They would be eating your hand off for a third place finish to stay in another competition. Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. They definitely yeah. would. The the only way that I think you could not have that as a possibility is you change the prize money. Yeah. Um, that, that's the only way that teams will be okay with that not happening. Hmm. Because like Boom said, say a team from the Republic of Ireland were to finish third, say it's like Bohemians. Hmm. Those teams already don't make a whole hell of a lot of money. So to be able to get their money for the group stage having taken part in the Champions League, but then they also get to take part in the Europa League, that's even more money. So for those smaller clubs, that, that backs up my point, like with a Barcelona Fulham type thing, those smaller clubs definitely, definitely would enjoy that happening. Um, and for a club like Copenhagen, yeah, they're the biggest club besides Midtjylland and Nordsjylland and, uh, in Denmark, but that money will definitely go a long way in helping them build up their team to where they could maybe compete and have a miracle season one season like Ajax did. Mm. Uh, so it, it's if teams do it the smart way, yeah. you'll you'll see a lot more cool stories like Maccabi Haifa beating Juve. Mm. That that was awesome. Um so and I mean, with Club Bruges, the way that they're playing, mm. that is amazing. So you you definitely get those stories. Um, so you you can still get those surprises. It, it's just you can. Link I it think in. people get annoyed because the big clubs get those second opportunities, yeah. uh, not just those smaller clubs. Do you? You can also link it with another debate that's happened. Like it's come back today. Obviously, I'm not sure if you've seen. The news that um, the Super League have got have um, started in two years' time. Started and um, they've got plans for two years' time, and they've got a new CEO running it. Um, and he said that he wants it in planned for uh, two thousand twenty four. So, um, what's what's your thoughts on this? I can't go away. Uh, now. I don't. I don't. I don't think the Super League should ever be a thing because they already have it. It's called. Yep. The Champions League, the Europa League, and the Europa Conference League. And plus, it, the Champions, it, it's, the Champions it's, League is basically becoming the Super League. Give you think that, about that's it, what it is. Structure. Yeah, like they're because how how they're gonna have it? There, there's no point to start another thing. That's just yeah. That's and, more money for the owners and people who are greedy. And, um, so, and, and even if they want, which to, is essentially they're... what the Super League is, it's about greed, money, and mm. power. And that's what they want. They don't want to don't, have to answer to UEFA for anything. Uh, so they'll probably end up taking whatever punishment comes. And mm. if they have to leave and play in that Super League, they will. And what yeah. sucks is that you, you've got the guy at Real Madrid. It would save Barcelona. Mm. Um, it would save Juve because they're having financial stuff as well. Yeah, But you have these American owners – like the Glazers and like Stan Kroenke, who I absolutely despise and cannot stand, that are 110% for this. 
and the liberal uh, because the, they know here. that if they market it right, it will work. Uh, if they have the I right reckon, teams, it I will work. It, it's just the it sucks that it could happen. I, I think it, with the Prem at the moment, like the way it, the backlash lasted, I think it's going to be very difficult to get the Prem teams back into a project like that because of how yeah. much backlash they suffered during the last Super League. Yeah. It'd be a hard sell what, for a lot of But teams. you can, with what with what Todd Bailey's been saying, what mm. Chelsea, yeah. you, guar- you can guarantee Chelsea would be in that. No, guarantee exactly. Chelsea would be in that. Arsenal would be in that. Man United would be in that. I think. I think Liverpool. Liverpool. I don't think go. Man City. I don't think go. Um, I actually don't think United go at this particular moment in time with the amount of pressure on the Glazers already. They wouldn't want to bite a, a silver bullet to kill themselves. I could. Yeah, I, they I, would. Yeah, they I'd would. Count, I'd counter argue that. There's no reason. With the press that they've got on right them right now, with potential buyers there, and them still refusing to sell, even that they need to do the stadium, and they said they know they've openly said they need to do the stadium and haven't got the money for it. The only way reason they're staying there because they know the Super League is still a possibility, and they're going to yeah. get a massive check if that goes through. Yeah, that it's exactly why. So, and I mean, what what sucks is that the owner, the American owners that are over there are all of teams that no one likes over here Mm. because Bailey owns the Dodgers. No one likes the Dodgers except Dodgers fans. Mm. Kroenke owns the Rams. No one likes the Rams except Rams fans, especially in my city. No one likes the Rams and they're brainwashed if they do. Mm. No one really likes Tampa Bay because they kind of bought themselves a Super Bowl by bringing in Tom Brady and everybody. So, I mean, it's you have these owners that are now basically hated nationwide, worldwide almost. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, it, it's will it get the eyes? Obviously, yeah. Uh, because that, ba- that backup, it backs up what I was saying about Barcelona Arsenal. Like people would much rather watch that than a Arsenal versus a team from Cyprus. But why create another league that is literally going to have so many repercussions put on you Mm. when you're already in what is basically a super league? Because the Champions League used to be only champions. You win your league, you're in. You don't, you're not. But now they change. Now they changed it, so it it's a trickle effect all the way down. They're gonna have but. like a repercussion because like they did sign the Premier clubs did sign an agreement from the Premier League that yeah. they would not break away ever again. Yeah, they have all signed. The top six clubs have all signed. But them I, I, I can guarantee you. I can. Yeah, I know. Ga- I can guarantee people won't follow that. But I'm just they signed that, so there will be repercussions league wise if they do this. Again, it, it, it's basically they will get the they signed up to agree that they will get deducted a lot and a lot of points, which will effectively relegate them all if they sign breakaway. Yeah, but they won't care. I know they won't. They won't I, I won't. I know they won't care. I'm saying that's what will happen. No, fans yeah. will will care about that. Yeah, fans the, the fan the fans will, but they don't care about the fans. They care about the quan yeah, and how much money they're going to be able to make. That's exactly what I was about to say. Say. Um, say the Super League happened tomorrow and 
it's all official and say 10,000 United fans said that I'm never going to Old Trafford again. I'm not supporting United again. They've already got, they've already replaced that 10,000 United fans. Exactly. With, with tourists. Yeah. So that they, they literally do not care. Like for, for clubs <clears throat> that are more family and town community oriented and based. If, if those teams were to join a Super League, then yes, it would hurt. Mm. But, um, I mean, with with a team like John just said, with Man United, 10,000 fans say I'm never going to the game again, they got those 10,000 replaced next week. Yeah. So yeah. It, it's, I mean, yes, it won't be season ticket holders, but they will find 10,000 people to fill those seats. Oh, easy. And it, it, it won't be everyone in a Man U shirt. It'll be like when the NFL comes to London and you got people representing every single type of team. Yeah. It, that There won't be loyalty anymore, which already isn't with players. I mean, look at Mbappe. Speaking of like these like tournaments and stuff, did you see that like story that they're planning to do this Big like, season tournament, tournament in the U.S. Like most, yep. the most of the Premier League teams. Yeah, I don't know what they're gonna do or why, but yep. Uh, anyway, that was a good debate. I thought that would um, cause some good uh, debate on that subject. And the uh, next, we have uh, the future of the Republic of Ireland national team. We're now gonna hand you over to our. Our, our uh, member from over there, uh, Mr. Boom, did you want to kick us off on the future of your national team? Oh, yes. It is. Uh, <laughs> His eyes lit up like a kid in a kid's <laughs> story. Exactly. I like talking about Ireland. <laughs> and I like talking about how we're going to completely, Alba Femi's going to completely destroy France in the qualifiers. <laughs> I'm telling you now, Michael Alba Femi. I went to see I went to see the Scotland game where he destroyed Scotland. <laughs> we have I need to go to some of those games because we have not lost a game that I've actually gone to. <laughs> to go to all of them. I'm, I'm just saying that, that needs to happen <laughs> at this point. <laughs> but yeah, the it, it's a bit ropey at the moment, the future, because no one we always seem to start tournaments like with the World Cup qualifiers, the Nations League. Our qualifiers for for your stuff, we always start them terribly mm. for some reason. Like we lose, we get, we lost to Armenia at the start of the Nations League, and lost to Ukraine back to. We lost to Ukraine, then drew to Ukraine, and then we we win against Scotland, and then we start actually playing well and friendlies and stuff after that. It just it seems that the same thing happened in the World Cup qualifiers. We lost games, and then we got that draw against Portugal nil-nil, and then we started actually winning games. It's just an avid thing where, for some reason, Ireland cannot start qualifying groups good. And it comes down to the manager, Stephen Kenny, at the moment. He has us playing good football, but for some reason, it's not getting results at start of tournaments. And he, he has a lack of substitutes at times. He doesn't... Manage games properly, like he kept in the last one against Scotland when we were losing. He kept Troy Paradon, even though he was not scoring. 
whatsoever. And then he takes off the one that looked like was scoring Alba Femi, takes him off yeah. for Alba Femi, and leaves Troy Paradon, which everyone said was ridiculous. We also have an over-reliance on certain players that shouldn't be nowhere near the team, like Jeff Hendrick. Nowhere near this team. But for some reason, he still gets picked every window and starts the games at the start of tournaments, which is why we end up losing, because the midfield is just non-existent. We have a lot of young talent that could go places like Nathan Collins, Gavin Bazunu, Michael Abafemi, Ogbeni. They've impressed in recent times. Some of them are now playing Premier League football, which is very good to see because most of our talent is championship level or League One that we end up calling up. So it's nice to see some of them starting to get into Premier League again. Yeah. And um, it's just like a lot of throughout the years, mismanagement when Delaney ran FAI. There's a lot of mismanagement of things. We over relied on the English academies to try and get talent from them with Pirate Irish rather than there's been no development into the Irish League. So no one gets called up from then because the players are just not at the standard or level to compete. So we end up just trying to get off the English academies like, oh, do you have a granddad that's part Irish? <laughs> Come on, bullet to the Irish national team. <laughs> and that's Who the situation we've been left in. Crazy Boom's actually been called up for the next... Uh, yeah. <laughs> do you think, and I, I've personally wondered and thought this with the U.S. national team, uh, which I'm sure we'll do one of these segments at some point on them, Mm. Uh, do you think having players play abroad would benefit the national team more or less? I think it would benefit them more because we have a lot relying on English. I think like some of them, like when he, I know he's now an English tier, he's now plays for Burnley, Josh Cullen, but he was mm. playing for Anderlecht and doing very good. That's where he came into the team from. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, he, he was nowhere near the lineup. He was nowhere near the lineup until, like, he started playing some a lot of games for Anderlecht, which eventually got him that move to Burnley. Yeah. So it has I, helped I, him I think, get into the team. I think that someone like Troy Parrott could go somewhere else and play, like the Eredivisie or to Belgium, hell, even Austria. Yeah. Get that game yeah, game develop, time, develop, develop them as a player, and then boom, you have. Because at the moment they're being stag, the, the moment he's being stagnated with loan moves to like bottom tier English. Yeah, like, saying, it like, just it doesn't. Some at some point, the Irish national team or the the Irish FA or whatever are gonna have to like grow some cojones basically and say, <laughs> "Look, we need you guys like." taking responsibility for your careers and developing yourself exactly, but it's been or, years or else this national the... team's not going to go anywhere. It's because been years of neglect like from said, Delaney. Yeah. Like, like, like you said, but... there are plenty of youngsters coming through that are going to be pretty solid. Another, another, another one who needs you still need a lot of development all around yeah. for the team to be, a team to be reckoned with. Yeah, for example, you know I mean? Adam Ida had a lot of potential when he was there. Yeah. He was, played very well in certain games, but now is 
nowhere to be seen in that Norwich team in the championship. It, it, so he's not really. so he's so he's so he's not been called up whatsoever recently in the things. And the most likely person to get called up from Norwich is Ahmed Mamadeli. He gets called yeah. up as centre back because he he's does play now and again. He's a good centre back, like, but at the um, moment he's a bit of an injury record recently. Yeah, enough. same same as either. They both got an injury record. But my um, yeah, my dad's a Norwich fan, and he's that um, that centre back is really really good for the future. And God and God knows what's happening with uh, Aaron Connolly. He's disappeared up to the second <laughs> tier of Italy. <laughs> I mean, you, you also have. I mean. Being able to have, uh, and I'm not going to say it's anywhere near the level of like Brazil to where they have mm-hmm. Allison and Ederson to pick between. Yeah. But you guys have Bazunu and Keller. That you yeah, guys they're are two be able very to good between. young keepers that are really. Two very good young keepers that are going to be that, that spine back there for mm-hmm. you guys. So, I mean, you guys are going to develop and get better. It's just, like I said, the, but as, the a, as a whole, Ireland have say, take charge of your as development. As a whole, the Irish team have always anywhere. been very good at developing keepers. Like our mm-hmm. keepers throughout the years have always been very good. It's yeah. the one area of development we've actually successfully been at the entire time. And most tournaments, our keepers keep us in said <laughs> game until we nick a goal at the very end from probably a Shane Duffy Heather. <laughs> That's literally I'll- how we've been for recently. Until Stephen Kenny come on has actually started making us play proper football, but it's mm. it's hard in the beginning because an Irish team has never played proper football, so they don't actually know how to. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah how how do you think you will get on in the um, in the uh, group stages of the uh, World Cup coming up? Uh, coming up? Yeah, we're not in the World Cup. Y- Euro, Euro, sorry. <laughs> the Euro qualifiers are uh, terrible. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely terrible. We have got the worst possible draw that we probably could have in that. Getting the Netherlands from the Nations League thing and then getting France from Bot 2 is absolutely the most nightmare situation <laughs> you can possibly think of because we now need to get a win from either France or the Netherlands to have a hope of qualifying, mm. which we have done before against Germany from the qualifier in 2016. If, if it's against either one of them, I'd don't think it's France. I definitely think it would be the Netherlands. Yeah, yeah. The because Netherlands the Nether- the Netherlands are notorious for having off days. Yeah, and that that is when Ireland could definitely definitely take advantage. Um, yeah, and make Netherlands that happen. Yeah, and uh, we've we did it before, like to qualify for Euro twenty sixteen, which we didn't think we'd qualify. We had to beat Germany, which we actually did manage to draw and beat Germany in that qualifier. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. To actually, which was one of the best nights in the Aviva, just our goalkeeper hitting it straight long and chain long on the end of it, just ran it in and passed Neuer. Mm-hmm. Well, the that's what we're hoping to recreate in this qualifier at some point. You heard it here first. You heard it here first. Boom will be on that. <laughs> and Gavin Gavin Bazunu hits it up to to Michael Obafemi. Michael Obafemi <laughs> hits past Loris. See, I can get I can get behind all this hype for Michael Albafeni because he's a swan. And I absolutely love what he does for us. So I mean, I, I think that he's definitely I would prefer him over Troy Parrott. 
for sure. Exactly. It's for why the future. We question, it's why we questioned when against Scotland when we were it was one one. He took off Abba Femi for Ogbeni and left on Troy Parrott for the entire game of that one. Mm-hmm. When Troy Parrott before that missed like seven chances directly one on one with the keeper. Yeah. Do you think it's because one is a Tottenham product, the other was from Southampton? No, I think that's just that's the criticism of Stephen Kenny. I don't think he knows because it's such a squad. I don't think he knows which players he wants to to use because half the time he starts with Bazunu and then the next game he might switch to Keller. Mm. I don't think he fully knows yet which is his proper. Maybe do three friendlies last... against the U.S. and then both both managers can figure out what the hell they're doing. Yeah, last last, last team he last tournament like during the Euros we started bringing out Benny who. Scored a lot of goals than this one in the Nations League. Ogbeni's been more of a bench player mm. rather than a starter, which he was very good as a starter before then. Mm-hmm. So maybe, I don't think he fully knows his team yet. Maybe what he wants to do, do for lot, his football. Maybe, yeah, maybe we could do a lot of friendly tournament in England <laughs> so that they need to know what they're doing under Southgate. <laughs> they're um, never going to know what they're doing under <laughs> Southgate. Republic of Ireland and... Uh, USA, we can have a mini tournament so they try and figure out. <laughs> and our midfield is pretty good now with Colin, Malumbi, and Knight. They're good midfielders to develop. They have a lot of potential. Uh, but for some reason, now and again, we still decide to tuck in Connor Hurahan and uh, Jeff Hendrick into the mix. Now, and for I- Connor Hurahan, because I watched him when he was at Villa, I watched him when he was at Swansea, he is a very solid midfielder, but he is not what he once was. Yeah, which is why I don't think he should be starting games when he does. And when Jeff Hendrick starts games, I instantly say, well, we're losing this game. Every- <laughs> I, when I see Jeff Hend- literally when I went to Scotland and I think I said, we will win this game in the Viva against Scotland if Jeff Hendrick doesn't start. If it starts, I contemplated leaving the stadium. Fair enough. <laughs> and uh, I saw that he didn't start and I was like, yes, we fought. And then we won 3-0. <laughs> Nice and uh, um, yeah, I think that covers that subject of this week. And uh, yes, so we will double check on the results, uh, see where we are. Southampton are still one nil, uh, Newcastle still one nil up, Liverpool are still one nil up. Uh, it's nil nil in Brentford versus Chelsea. Uh, we'll see United score. It's nil-nil. It's been all United, but uh, they haven't been able to score. A bit like against Newcastle and other games. Against mm-hmm. Anima as well. Yep. Same story this week for United. And I will end the United, the Ireland thing by just saying we have a lot of potential, but Stephen Kenny needs to work on his managerial decisions. There's a lot of It's a young squad. They can develop, get better and better each thing, but he needs to work on his mismanagement in times during games. And if he does work on that, gets better timings, stops playing Jeff Hendrick or putting him on, because that's also how we nearly <laughs> threw it away against Armenia at the last game of the Nations League. We were we were 2-0 up, and then suddenly it was 2-2 the moment Jeff Hendrick and Conor Horan put on the field of that midfield. And we had to get saved by Robbie Brady in a penalty. Nice. So uh, he just needs he... to work on that, and that's the future. Yeah. Uh, Gourmet, did you have anything to add on that? Before? No, no, I'm with them because I mean, there's a lot of, I mean, there's clubs 
even uh, not just national teams that should be focusing on youth. I mean, with, with, I mean, especially the U S I think that we should be playing as many young guns as possible under the right manager for sure. <laughs> uh, but I think you love the USA manager. So. <laughs> <laughs> Funny man you are. Uh, but no, yeah, I, I think that you, you can win with kids. It's just you got to make sure that you're developing them correctly. And, I mean, what one thing that, like I asked Boom, do, do you think having them play more abroad would help instead of just either playing in Ireland, Scotland, or England? Like, so, have them go play in Belgium. Have them go play in Germany, play so, in Italy, play wherever to get the development and playing time because so, the, the U.S. has started doing that. But we're still picking half of our team from the MLS, and it's not going to work. Same as we said last week with England, like you've got Smalling and um, Tamori, um, Tammy Abraham, Tammy Abraham, all in MLS. Can't Mm -hmm. get a look in. And and Jude Bellingham, like we said, he's only in because of how good he is. Yeah. Or else he probably wouldn't be in either. Because, I mean, there, there was a time where Ryan Kent looked really freaking good under Stevie G and could have at least gotten a game, mm. but no, wouldn't give him a shot. And he's playing in Scotland, and he won't give him a shot. So, yes. I mean, it, it's yeah. it's very focused on if you're in the Prem, you're in my team. If you're not in the Prem, you have to be an absolute world beater to be in my team mm. when it comes to Southgate. But I, I, I think that, like Boom said, there's a lot of potential with the Irish uh, national team. That's why I wanted to do this because there is a lot of potential there. Uh, but like Ben said, development and more, more the manager people to getting do things Josh, right. More people got to do what Josh Cullen did for a season or two, just play an Andalite. Yeah, like and then go, go and develop. Like it, it, there's no problem with playing with younger players as well because personally – I think that I, I'm with what Bayern Munich said when they sold Lewandowski to him uh, because they're, they're like, you guys aren't probably going to be around in two to three years that was funny. Unlo- <laughs> unless the Super League happens because they're literally selling their own brand. Uh, so I think that they should take everyone they have that isn't under the age of like 25 and sell them hmm. and use Lamasia. It's one of the yeah. best academies in the world. They could prove to other clubs and national teams playing with youngsters works. Yes, yeah. it's not pretty immediately, but it does work. Yeah, definitely. Because when we won the uh, um, the Champions League FA Cup in Brem, we used the kids. They never said we could. And. Uh, mm-hmm. Look at There's that. The famous quote of like someone to Sir Alex saying, "You can never win with kids." <laughs> yep. So, uh, where can we find you, Gourmet? Uh, at Y Gourmet on everything. Yep. And where can we find you, Boom? Uh, crazy Boom with two underscores at the end on both Twitter and Twitch, and Boom Pool on YouTube. Yep. And you can find me at Jono.tv on Twitter, Rotor Legends, RTL Football Podcast, and uh, 
we have launched today the applications for commentary teams for Rota Legends. So make sure you get them in. We've had some great applicants so far, um, some big names in the community interested in joining uh, the Rota Legends team. So make sure you get those applications in if you want a chance at being in the commentary for FM23. Um, contact me, Brilliance, or Don. And uh, yes. Uh, we will see you next week. We've got a very special guest on next week, which we will announce in the week. Uh, looking forward to that first guest of the season, and uh, it will be a good one. So we will see you next week. We're going to raid over now and uh, see you next week. Sports Social Podcast Network.